Good afternoon, and welcome to season two of Mental Health is Sexy with Coach V from the 513. I'm your host, Coach V, and I'm a certified holistic life coach, speaker, author, and the creator of the Mental Health is Sexy brand. Happy fall, or happy autumn, if you fancy. If you're in the Midwest like I am, you know that when fall arrives, the leaves begin to change color and fall off of the trees. The air gets a little brisker in the evening and it's time to bring out those bad leather boots, those shawls, beautiful scarves, and a heavier jacket. We also know that fall is a time when mother nature begins to rest and prepare for the winter season. So we see our neighborhood squirrels and birds begin to gather food and make more sturdy nest. And if we have pets, we see that they begin to shed their summer coats and begin to grow in their thicker, more insulated winter coats because the seasons are changing. A season changing is a great time to begin a new practice. And today we're going to talk about the practice of a mental health self-care routine. We're going to answer some questions like, what is it? Why is it important to implement? And how do you get started? The term self-care has been thrown around a lot lately. Self-care is not a new concept or a new practice. It's just that since COVID-19 has hit, since the Black Lives Matter movement has grown, since all these challenging times have been presented to us in this year of 2020, people have begun to put more focus on self-care. So before we get started in answering those three questions I mentioned a moment ago, Let's get clarity on what self-care is or means or how it's defined. When we're talking about self-care from a psychology standpoint, one can say that self-care involves the practice of providing adequate attention to your own physical and psychological wellness. So that means that whatever's adequate for you, whatever's sufficient for you, you are deliberately giving attention or focus on your mental wellness and your physical wellness. Another definition can be stated that is self-care involves practice or activities that are engaged in on a regular basis to reduce stress and maintain or enhance our short-term or long-term health and well-being. So again, we are talking about a regular system of practices, techniques, activities that help to reduce stress and to either maintain or enhance to make bigger our health and well-being on a short-term or long-term basis. 
most of us engage in self-care already without even labeling it self-care. For instance, if you have a schedule of going to the gym or walking in your neighborhood or lifting weights, that is a physical self-care routine. You have a focus, a regular focus, and you give regular attention to maintain your physical frame. You may give up meat. You may give up red meat. You may consume more water. Pardon me. You may not eat as many sweets, breads, or pastas. That is a physical self-care routine because it's something that you are regularly engaging in to enhance your physical well-being. Women may regularly go get their fingernails done, go get a pedicure, go get their hair done, go visit their makeup artist, go buy fragrances or body sprays, invest in certain whipped shea butters or lotions, going to the dentist, enhancing and maintaining your smile. There are hair routines, whether it's weekly wash days, whether it's ACV treatments, whether it's rice water, whether it's trimming or dusting your ends twice a year, whether it's moisturizing your scalp, whether it's ingesting sea moss or placing sea moss on your face and in your hair, Most people have a self-care routine and they just haven't identified it as such. What we're talking about today though, is to focus on a mental health self-care routine. So these in essence will be regular practices, techniques or activities that you engage in with the focus of maintaining, enhancing, supporting, improving, making stronger your mental health. Now, granted, some of the examples that I just gave that may fall underneath a physical self-care routine can in fact also benefit us psychologically, which means they cross over to help support our mental health as well. So we're gonna focus though specifically on some activities that will boost our brain power or that will allow us to hear our subconscious talk to us and guide us and direct us. Or said another way, activities that may allow us to get closer to God, whoever that may be for you. But before we talk about specific techniques, let's talk about why it's important to have a mental health self-care routine. When we think about the physical self-care activities that I suggested a few moments ago, we know that the importance of having something like that in place will be to live longer, will be to be healthier for ourselves, our spouse, or our children. Routine, physical self-care routines will boost our personal confidence 
because we love the way we might look in a pair of jeans or we love how the dress falls over our hips or we love going to a beach and having our belly out. Sometimes we view having a regular physical self-care routine as a form of self-love because let's face it, when we love and appreciate things, We have no problem spending time in caring for those things and maintaining those things in tip-top shape. What if you have your dream car? You may hand wash it. You may hand wax it. You may condition the leather interior. You may have a specific set of cloths that you only use on your car so that your paint isn't scratched. You may have the armor all and the wheel bright for your tires and rims. You may have a signature air freshener that you always have in your car. That is a self-care routine because that's something that you love and appreciate. So you're gonna put in a regular amount of time to maintain the newness of the car or the eye-catching sexiness of the car. Same as with your physical health, same as with your hair. Men who love their beards are now purchasing beard oils and taking vitamins to make sure that they have the most luscious, full, thick, shiny beard possible. They're regularly going to the barber to get their line up and get their edges together. Just like women are regularly going to a natural hairstylist or going to a beautician and having their wig laid. See, we engage in routines all the time that are self-care related. Unfortunately, most of those routines, though, are for the external. So shifting gears back to mental health, it's important to have a mental health self-care routine because just like maintaining our physical selves will help us live longer, live a more enjoyable, healthy life, boost our self-confidence, and it's a demonstration of our self-love, A mental health self-care routine can and will do all of those things and more. If you want to refer to the Bible, the scripture that as a man thinketh, so shall he be. Before people engage in regular exercise, nutrition, grooming, before they take great care of their personal vehicles, before they go to the dentist to maintain their oral hygiene and health, before they do any of those things, it's a thought first. There's a thought first that occurs that says, okay, it's been six months, time to go for my checkup at the dentist. It's been two weeks, time for me to go get my hair done or time for me to go get a fill-in and a new pedicure, 
or I parked under a tree yesterday and the birds used the hood of my car as their personal latrine, so let me run through the car wash. Or let me go change from my work clothes to my roundhouse clothes so I can go hand wash my vehicle. You see, when we do all of those things, it's simply because we take pride in whatever we're putting our attention to. But before we took pride, before we physically acted upon it, it was a thought first. Things in life are created twice. The first time they're created, it was a thought. The second time it was created, it was brought into physical existence. That means somebody made it, somebody did it, somebody said it. First and foremost, it was a thought. So if everything that we do to demonstrate that we love ourselves, to demonstrate that we have growing self-confidence, to demonstrate that we appreciate something, to show attention to something, an activity, a technique or a practice, if everything first started as a thought to do or not do those particular things, wouldn't it make sense to have a routine around supporting positive thoughts? That's essentially what a mental health self-care routine is. And it's important to have because everything under the sun begins with a thought. If we're stuck in traffic, it's a thought that makes us feel like, oh, I'm stuck in traffic, my day is ruined. Or it's a thought that makes us say, huh, okay, well, I must be being protected or delayed for a particular reason. So let me turn on my favorite podcast, wink, wink. <laughs> Let me pop in this audio book or let me just sit here in this traffic and just reflect on my day. It's a thought that allows us to view something as a positive or negative experience. Oftentimes we adapt to negative thinking or said another way, we adopt a form of negative thinking based upon someone else's influence. You don't think so? Riddle me this. Who taught you to hate Mondays? Just think about it. At what age did your parents or your teacher or a counselor tell you Mondays suck, they're always gonna suck, hate them? I'll wait. That is an example of a thought that was not your own. However, over time, you've heard on the news, you've heard at school, you've heard at work, you've heard on the radio, you've read on social media, you've seen a magazine article, you saw a movie and it was mentioned that I hate Mondays. You saw a meme or a gift that said, I hate Mondays. Mondays suck. Mondays are horrible. Mondays are challenging. Mondays the worst day of the week, blah, 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 blah. And over time, you began to believe what you saw 
were told or what you read about Mondays. And then all of a sudden, voila, you hate Mondays. But it wasn't a thought that you were born with. You were taught that directly or indirectly that Mondays suck. I challenge you now that it's been brought to your awareness that when Monday rolls back around for you to decide Sunday night that no matter what, you will have a marvelous Monday. And what I would like for you to do after you have made the decision to enjoy a marvelous Monday, I would like for you to send me a message on my website at www.coachvmp.com. I want you to put in the subject line, Marvelous Monday, and I would love for you to send me a brief message on how marvelous your Monday was, or if something challenging occurred on Monday that you chose to actively shift your mindset Learn the lesson from the challenge, if you could in that moment, and show me that you were able to redirect your thoughts about the rest of the day. So for example, you get up Monday, your alarm goes off at 6 a.m., get up, it's a marvelous Monday, it's a marvelous Monday. And in you exiting your bedroom, you stub that baby toe on your footboard. Granted, the majority of people will say, oh, I expect it. It's a Monday. It's going to be a bad day. However, I challenge you to in that moment decide, okay, maybe I was rushing. So let this be a lesson for me to slow down. Maybe the room was dark. Let this be a lesson for me to turn a light on. Maybe I jumped right over my house shoes, which were at the foot of the bed. And had I had my house shoes on, or next to the bed, or had I had my house shoes on and bumped my baby toe, maybe it wouldn't have hurt so much. But there's a lesson in me hitting my baby toe. So instead of me taking this experience and, and using it as proof that Mondays suck, let me take this as a lesson and decide in that moment that my entire day will not be negatively determined or influenced because I bumped my toe. I challenge you to try this out. A moment in your day doesn't have to determine the rest of your day. Let me say that again. A moment in your day that you may deem as negative or bad does not have to determine the energy for the rest of your day unless you choose to carry that negative or bad energy throughout your day. And that's a choice. So the reason why it's important to have a mental health self-care routine, because one of the things that act as a benefit of having a mental health self-care routine is an increase in self-awareness. When you regularly practice a technique or activity 
that helps support or elevate your mental health, you become hyper aware of the negative thoughts that you have throughout the day. You become extra sensitive when those negative thoughts trickle down into negative speech. And you become on high alert when that negative speech produces negative behavior. But you cannot and will not effectively make those observations or increase your self-awareness if you do not have a mental health self-care routine. A lot of the times people just react or they think they just react. Their thoughts are moving so fast and they're so unaware of their thoughts and feelings that it does appear that they just speak without thinking or they just act without thinking. But no, that thought's there. You just haven't been trained to be self-aware of the thoughts that you hold. And having a mental health self-care routine will help you flex that muscle. So how do you get started? How do I get started with a mental health self-care routine? Coach V, you've given me plenty of examples of a physical routine, of grooming. You've given me, you know, plenty of examples of how I take care of my car. But how do I get started with a mental health self-care routine? Coach V, it sounds like you're telling me to strengthen the muscle in my mind or the muscle that is my mind. So how do I do that? One of the most effective ways that I have found in almost 10 years of holistic practice is meditation. That has been the single most effective way that I have personally found to increase my self-awareness and to be more tuned in, tapped in, and turned on with my own thoughts. When you meditate, you are sitting quietly and doing nothing but focusing on your thoughts. So because I'm more aware of what my inner voice sounds like through meditation, I can hear her loud and clear as I move throughout my day. Sometimes, depending on your background, people call it your conscious or people call it your gut speaking or people sometimes take the cartoon effect and see the angel and the devil on their shoulder talking to them. So whether you call it your gut feeling, whether you call it your consciousness, whether you call it God, God or God has said something to me, that's your higher inner voice. And we've been inundated with so many distractions that that voice has gotten so dull that a lot of us can't even hear that higher voice anymore. We've become so distracted and so impatient with day-to-day new technology things, drama, and behaviors that we are not as strong as we used to be in listening to our inner voice. So meditation allows us to get back to our original God-like selves and allows us to hear that voice louder and clearer with each meditation. 
So when you sit in a room in stillness and you pray, you're focusing on talking to your higher source, correct? So we're going to tweak that a little bit and meditate. We're going to sit in a very comfortable position. We're going to take four deep breaths on what I like to refer to as a four count. So that means through our nose, we're going to inhale for four seconds. We're going to hold that breath for four seconds. And then we're going to slowly exhale that breath for four seconds. So we inhale through our nose for four seconds. Hold that breath for four seconds. Exhale that breath out of our mouth for four seconds. And I encourage you to do that at least four times. And to the point that all you think about is focusing on your breath and counting those four seconds. You should notice your heartbeat slowing down. You should notice your thoughts slowing down to just focusing on you inhaling completely through your nose for four seconds, holding that breath inside for four seconds, then releasing that breath through your mouth for four seconds. Once you get to the point where you are strictly focusing on your breath, practice meditating. An effective technique I have for meditating is before I even get started with my breaths, I will write down a question that I'm seeking an answer to. Write that question down so that it's out of my head. Begin my breathing and just sit and think about the question. Now, when you're new to meditating, you're going to have what's known as mind chatter. So as soon as you sit still, as soon as you practice your breathing to calm yourself, Every stinking thought in the world is going to pop up. What am I cooking for dinner? Why did Teresa say that to me at work? Where is my child's toy? When will my spouse be home? Oh, I shouldn't have sat like this. This floor is uncomfortable. Oh, now my head is itching. Oh my gosh. Did I have lunch today? Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Oh my goodness, I'm feeling lightheaded. I must have inhaled too deep. Like all these thoughts are going to pop in as soon as you bring yourself to a calm and quiet state. So I encourage you that if you're having a challenge with bringing your thoughts back to that question and listening for an answer, begin practicing your breathing again, your four count. The mind chatter gets too overpowering start breathing again inhale through your nose for seconds hold the breath 
four seconds. Exhale through your mouth, four seconds. And slowly and deliberately practice your breathing until those thoughts take a back seat. Because if you're focusing on your breathing and your four count, and you're doing it with all of your attention, those thoughts, there's no room for them to tap dance around in your consciousness at that moment. Now, they're still there. They didn't disappear or run off. You're just learning how to focus your attention on your breathing in that moment in order to regain control over your thoughts. So it's going to take practice to build up that mental ability or that mind power or to flex that mental muscle. It's going to take practice, just like it takes practice with eating better, with going to the gym, with washing your car just the right way, wax on, wax off. These things are going to take practice and dedication So don't give up and don't be discouraged the first one, two, or four times that your thoughts just be ping, 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 bouncing all over the place. Have some grace with yourself and understand that in the type of world that we live in today, it is built on the back of distraction. So you must be patient with yourself as you learn a new behavior to regain control of your attention, of your thoughts, of your mental capabilities. We're gonna talk in other podcast episodes about some other ways to start your mental health self-care routine, some fun things to do, some new things you can try. However, I find it effective to first start off with your meditation and your breathing. I invite you to connect with me via my website at www.coachvmp.com. You can send me a message about today's episode. And if you have any questions, you can send me a question there and I would be happy to answer it on a future episode. Follow me on Instagram at, at coachvmp so you can keep abreast of all my fun antics, as well as get some mental health and healing tips that do not involve medication. I invite you also to subscribe to my YouTube channel at Coach V Mental Health and Healing Coach. I have mental health mukbangs. I have over a hundred videos on my YouTube channel presently that offers information upon information upon information about alternative and holistic mental health and healing techniques. I even have a segment where I upload some of my TikToks. So you'll get to see a fun, exciting side of Coach V by subscribing to my YouTube channel and making sure that you click the notification bell so that you're one of the first persons to know when I upload new content. If you watch a video on my YouTube channel and you have a question or a comment, feel free to do so on the video. And I'm pretty good about responding either via the comments or if I deem necessary, making a complete YouTube video just for you. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or feedback on this podcast, again, visit www.coachvmp.com. 
send me a message. And be sure to share this podcast. We are in season two. This has been episode two. And we're looking to do some big things in the podcast world. So share, share, share this podcast. Invite your friends to listen to it. Invite your family to listen to it. Have it playing in the background while you're at work or at home. Share, share, share this podcast. Because I'm one of the few people out here talking about mental health and I'm the only person sharing my signature message that mental health is sexy. Thank you so much for giving me 30 minutes to convince you just how sexy mental health is. I will see y'all on Monday with another episode about mental health. Be blessed.